welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. I'm Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are back. It is August, the dog days of summer. The time people go on vacations, the time people get ready for school, the time people go on vacations and get ready for school. Jen, have you been enjoying the summer so far? It's been really hectic. I would agree. Are and you- yes. Are you excited for the weather to turn a little, or are you really a summertime person? Um, yes, to both. Okay. I'm really ready for the weather to turn. I do love summer, but like, full disclosure, I'm a brat and I wish we had a swimming pool and then it would be like, perfect. But the thing is, I don't like going outside and just being hot and then there's no swimming. It's just hot and sticky, and it's so fucking humid here. You know what I mean? It's like, eh. But I'm going to tell you, you know, some of my fonder memories, both of my youth youth, and then when I got a little bit older, would be like, you know, you're outside, it's uncomfortable, it's like hot out, but then you get in the car, you turn on the radio, you blast some music, and you're just like, oh, okay, this is, this is okay, right? You're in the air conditioning in the car, which is always just like so good because it hits you so quick, and you're like, okay, and then you're just driving around listening to music. No, you didn't like listening to music in the summer? The summer jams, if you will. Sure, but when we were kids, did we really have air conditioning in the cars? Or did we just roll down the windows? I don't know. No, no. My parents had, like, older cars. But I also had no autonomy in the car when I was younger. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, probably WBAB, if that's what they were. You know, a lot of uh, Boys of Summer and things like that, like the original versions. You know, a lot of CCR, a lot of stuff like that. You know, a lot of that classic rock. And you're like, I associate that with the summer. You know, you just, this windows down, going. Then you get a little older. You know, again, you get these these songs of the summer. I'm thinking about that because it's August. We had some some songs get released here that went, a couple of them, I think, went into the rotations, right? The Mariah, One of the Mariah Carey songs. I think one of the Sheryl Crow songs, too, right? Yeah, I think a couple of both of those albums. Oh, uh, the Billy Joel Songs River of Dreams, probably? right? Wasn't yeah. it from like a movie? I feel like that was from a uh, movie. Oh, wasn't, wasn't it from it? like a cartoon? No, that's uh, in the middle of the night. That's the River of Dreams. Really? In the middle of the night. I go walking away. Yeah. I think hmm. it is from The Lion King. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean. We're double checking. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say sure. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I can't even find it. I can't remember, but... Let's dive into some of this music, Jen. I'm sorry, I'm, I've am i already div- doved? Dived? Dove. I've, I've <laughs> dove. It's a plural dive. It's not dives, it's dove. So I've... Divined. <laughs> no, dove. I think it is Lion King. But I can't find that to be factual, but... <sighs> Anywho. Anywho, that's what I'm saying. Anywho. Talk to me about Mariah Carey. Talk to me about this album. You were the one that put together the music playlist for the month. You had that as the first one. Why? Because you remembered it or just because it was the first one you saw it come up? 
Oh, because it was the first one I saw okay. that I remembered. Talk to me about it. I know that uh, from previous conversations we've had here, you are a Closet Mariah Carey fan. At this time, at this time, I was I, a Closet That's Mariah what I'm saying. You're yeah. a Closet Mariah Carey fan, so. A shout out Long Island Girls, you know? That's it. Um, I also had a friend. Okay. In like second or third grade. Maybe fifth grade. I had a friend in elementary school. Okay. So we're not going to be exactly specific here. Because I don't really remember. And then I realized in third grade, I don't think this song was even out yet. But anyway, I don't know. Okay. I had a friend in elementary school. Her name was also Jen. Mm. Not a Jen that you know, though. Or a different Jen. I mean, that's the most popular name that there was. So that there was every other person was a Jen. I know. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> So she told me that her cousin was a dancer in the Someday video. You know, Mariah Stop. Carey. Yes. And I mean, at the time, you might as well have told me that I was a backup dancer. I felt like that was the coolest information, <laughs> that I knew somebody who was related to somebody who danced in the Someday video. Okay. Like, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, it's fair. And I liked that song when it came out. That album was before this album, so that... I mean, I must have been like nine. Um, so I actually had this CD. I think this Mariah Carey CD. And I had the Billy Joel River of Dreams. That's not what it was called. Yeah, the, the album was called River of Dreams too. That's right. Okay, I had that I had that album too. Um, so I put the Mariah Carey album on here because it was the first one I saw. Also, when I listened to it, I felt nostalgic for like three songs. And then I felt like the rest of the album was just kind of like uninteresting to me. Um, I, I kind of expected to listen to the whole thing and be like, yes, oh, I forgot. I, I love this song. But it kind of didn't do that. Like when we listened to um, the Bodyguard soundtrack, yeah. I felt that. I was like, oh my, this whole album lives <clears throat> in my soul rent free. But this, <laughs> this Mariah Carey one wasn't the case. Also, you know, you've just heard like, hero done so much in karaoke you know at least i have um what did you think of it dream lover i would say probably my favorite song on the album even though hero was the, i'm sure the biggest one i don't my ipad is dead so i don't have any of my googling abilities full disclosure i was never really into albums I was huge into the name of our show here, the mixtapes. I was huge into mixtapes. Huge into mixtapes. I was not into albums. It's just not a thing. I really tried as an adult, um, especially going back with listening to these things, to try to appreciate what the person was trying to do artistically more than anything when you're listening to these songs. Because even if you don't like the song, the person chose to put it there or there was a collaborative, collaborative effort, collaborative effort to put it in those spots, in that order to bring out some sort of emotion, you know? So I, I try more to be more, you know, than just, this is the best song off this album. So having said that, I've never listened to any Mariah Carey albums. So having said that, um, I thought this album was okay. Um, I didn't really <laughs> didn't do anything one way or the other. But you remember the song Hero. Yes. And Dream Lover. Yes. Come Rescue Me. But I'm saying the whole thing, like listening to the whole thing, I'm like... Just how does she squeak like that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But like, what about CDs? Like this was... Around this time, I think I just got... The first CD player that you had? Mm-hmm. Like one of those stereo... I think for my birthday this year, which isn't going to be until December, I got like 
the stereo. You know, everyone had the stereo that you put in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Sony or Panasonic, it was the stereo. It had the huge speakers. We actually still have one here. Had the cassette tapes, but it also had the CD player. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe this wasn't this year. This year I got a boom. This was my boombox year. Okay. Boombox. Like, took 10 double D batteries, whatever the fuck those guys were. You you could murder people with one battery. Yeah. Put it in your hand, you're So I got someone. first CD player, boombox. Um, and I remember at one point, I think I had three CDs. And they... Oh, no. I can remember four CDs I had at one point. It was a Genesis CD. Okay. Probably one that came out around this time. Okay. Billy Joel, River of Dreams. Okay. This Mariah Carey album. What was the album called again? Dream. Was it Dream Lover? Lover. And. Music Box. Offspring. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the name of that album? Smash. Uh-huh. And that just shows, like, I love thinking about that because I remember not really, like, being over the three ladder that I talked about. Like I never really was that much into Genesis and this Billy mm -hmm. Joel CD. I was so excited. And then like, cause I love Billy Joel cause I'm from Long Island. But again, this album just didn't really hit for me. And then the Mariah Carey was like, Oh, this is like not my style anymore. Then it had this offspring CD that had like all these curse words and heavy music. And like, it just showed like little kid Jen turning into teenage Jen, you know? Yeah. It's a nice progression with the, it's something. the first few albums that you had. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to dive too, too into it. I feel like this is a uh, pop album. It is. I mean, Mariah Carey has... earlier a... queens, you know, of the 90s, yeah. right? And I mean, however you feel about her, you can't deny the fact that she... Incredible singer. You know, like, can hit notes that I don't think many other people could even dream about hitting in a way that actually sounds good. Like, like what is the company? She was that... beautiful back then. Like, she really was What like... is the company that you are listening to this CD. Like, think about how you would listen to this. You're either listening to it on a Walkman or a cassette man, so nobody can hear you, or like, where are you playing this album? Is it like at home when your husband left for work and you're just like, <laughs> I wish I was somewhere else? I thought you like, meant me you personally. No, I'm no, like, no, no, no. I don't know, on I'm my boombox when I was 10? I'm just know. thinking because we're sitting here talking about boomboxes and I'm just remembering how stationary music was back then. Like, you... It, 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 <laughs> You had a boombox, so you could walk down the street with a giant boombox and play it really loud for everybody. Or it was like you had like a Walkman. So like you have this and you have a Walkman. Like you're not really like now you can have, you know, music's on your phone. Listen to it whenever. Press a button and play it for everyone around you. Play it all around. I'm just like thinking to myself, especially if they're watching this, like listen to this album. Like where do you, where do you play this album? Like in 93, where were you playing this album? Are you playing it like you have dinner with your significant other? And you're like, let me go put on Mariah Carey's music box. Like, you in a bubble bath? Like, where are you playing this album? Who is this for? That's all I want to know. Who's it for? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the question. You know, it came out in 93. Who's it for? I mean, Dream Lover was for the radio. It's true. That that's yes, that song yeah. was for the and radio. Hero, but the whole but I'm saying the whole thing. I feel like Hero just became the ballad that people dedicated to like um soldiers in the Gulf War. True. That was a that's why that song is so memorable. Because I don't know if you remember at the time, I feel like that song just always played during any kind of, like, footage about, you know, the war and the soldiers. Huh. I'm pretty sure a girl in my school sang it for her brother, who, she was an amazing singer. She sang it, like, to her brother, who was away. Yeah. yeah. She also, side note, I don't know why I'm even talking 
well, I already started, so Front I note. can. <laughs> this is really a back note. This same girl wrote a song for her brother and made a music video. And a few of us in the chorus did backup for the song and the music video. And it was on like the lo- like WBLI at like a certain time. And it would play sometimes on the radio. And they tried to make like a hit single out of it. I will sing it to you later because I actually remember it. I'm not going to do it on the podcast. No, you're going to write it down and see if you can find it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to attempt to find it. And if you can, you're going to bring it back up and play it somewhere at a later date. Well, I don't think I'm going to do the... Maybe. Play it for me. Just all of a sudden oh, yeah, be I'll like, here's the song, right? It's if like I can find things. it. I, it didn't... I don't think it really hit the way no, I expected, but, but it was really sweet. because she very like, strange what things end up on the internet. Because we were though. like in fourth or fifth grade and her brother was sent overseas, so he was significantly older, you know? But it's very strange when news clips and things end up on the internet. Maybe. Yeah, it's true. It's a good segue. Talking about you on Long Island. Talking about Long Island things. Billy Joel, Long Island's own. Do you think, you know, we, it was funny. We were listening to, we were taking another trip and on our way back from the trip, we were listening to, um, Monica from, um, Armchair Expert. Monica Padman. Monica Padman. And we were listening to the Flightless Bird podcast, and there was a throwaway joke about how, like, something New Yorkers have, like, Billy Joel, like, Long Islanders have Billy Joel. Oh, there so was? Like, yeah, like, she didn't understand, like, people's obsession. Like, he was talking about things to do in New York. I didn't even... Was he I was asleep? talking about Yeah, I maybe. Don't, I don't but remember. he was talking about things to do in New York, and she's like, oh, like, like typical New York thing. Like, typical New Yorker thing. She's like, oh, go see, like, a Billy Joel concert. I'm like, Billy Joel is so New York, right? Yeah. It's like going to see Springsteen or Bon Jovi in Jersey. But don't you think that Springsteen and Bon Jovi... I See, like, it's funny you mentioned all three of them, okay? Now, Billy Joel obviously had a new album come out, River of Dreams. Like, you talked about, you had it. But, like, Springsteen and Bon Jovi, I feel like, are played everywhere. I don't... I really think that Billy Joel is very regional. I don't people think down here, People down here don't really know him like that. I don't think that's true. I think it's I true. I can't believe that. I think it's true. It's hard to believe. A bottle of red? A bottle of white? No, people... Piano man? People know... Uptown Uptown Girl? My favorite song growing up of his? First of all, I want to be clear. This is not me arguing against Billy Joel in any way. The take is that other people outside of the Northeast... Did you hear... Fuck with him way more Did you hear Fallout Boy's version of We Didn't Start the Fire? Yes. It's amazing. I'm just, I'm just saying, these are not regional tools. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think he's as important to other people, but I think he is a powerhouse and everybody knows Billy Joel. I think it's fair to say that most people know Billy Joel. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, like, on Long Island, you turn on any radio station that doesn't have just new music and you will get a Billy Joel song within the hour, guaranteed. He's like a local legend. You know that's true. Any kind of oldie station, yeah, man, I don't think you're going to get it on, like, Z100. 100%, but I'm just saying there's a lot of older songs Is Z100 still around? Did I just really... I don't know. Date myself? <laughs> they they might have brought it back, because a lot of those, they, like, left, and then they came back, like, mm-hmm. since maybe the 2015, 16, I think 18s. K-Rock was one of... I don't care. I think Z100 was one of them. Yeah, because then they're just like, well, I guess all we can really do is play popular music. There's nothing more to do. Like, we can't um, try to, you know, be anything else. But I, I just... It's just something to, something to think about. It's something I'm gonna do a little bit more research in because I do think that it's really like regional. Like like if Billy Joel is a 100 in New York and a New York fixture, 
it's like, well, maybe in like Texas, he might only be like a 72. Like people know him, but they don't play his songs all the time. I that's would, what I'm saying. That's fine. I, I will, that's what I will say probably to that. Okay. I do. I mean, it's probably like Garth Brooks in New York. Yes. Where if you're in Oklahoma. Sure. I'm sure Although you I'm, hear him all the time everywhere, no matter what station. Where in New York, you hear him, the country stations, uh, pe- people know Garth Brooks. It's not like he although, hasn't bled into regular pop culture. Yeah. From just country music pop culture, but... I'm totally fine with that analogy. I will take it. Um, because I, I would say that most people know um, Bon Jovi. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's... Even though Garth Brooks has probably sold more and done everything else. Like, everybody knows, like, Bon Jovi. And everybody, I would say, knows Bruce Springsteen. They just know it. They know some song. It's like... Everybody knows Bruce Springsteen at 80. Even if you're in New Jersey, on a, you know, there's certain people that are like super Springsteen fans, but most people know like a, a bunch of songs, like a good amount of songs. And you like, you know Bon Jovi, you know? I feel like Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen is one of those people where I'm like, ah, oh, I can only name a few of his songs. But if I went to one of his concerts, I would absolutely know word for word every single song. You know what yeah. I mean? Those kind of artists? Well, he is, he's also one of those kind of artists. Billy Joel, a little bit similar. In that they do such quality um, songwriting and song, like how they place their songs together, the whole thing, everything is so good that sometimes the songs blend together and you can't even really pull them all apart until you're like, oh, that's right. I do know, I actually know, like you said, 10 songs from that versus the five, right? You're like, I know a couple spring scenes. Like, I know a bunch of them go, but a lot of them sound similar, right? So you're like, well, a whole album sounds like the same, right? Like even like with this River of Dreams album, a lot of songs sound similar, right? It has a different vibe, I think, too, than a lot of his other albums. Like it almost Definitely sounds does. kind of like j- jazzy, maybe, a bit. or like yep. like Cajun-y. Like I don't even know the word. Like I'm not, I'm not a musicologist, but that's how it sounds to you. Oh, it definitely has a different vibe. Yep. It's not as poppy. It's not as like nope. Um, and as a I, I enjoyed listening to it now. I was like, oh, I liked it. But as a kid, I very much was disappointed in this album because I Same. wanted it to be like all songs like Uptown Girl because I was a kid and it, I loved Billy Joel, you know? And I used to, I remember being a kid just loving like Only the Good Die Young and not really how bad, realizing like how bad, like the messages of that song, <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's, there's so many people that like they attribute that to the person. That literally, like, I like the song, but people, like, are attributing it to the person they know that was 20 that died young, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, sad. yeah, that's the song that we played at their funeral. You know, that that sort of thing. Like, that's what a lot of people attribute that song to, Because it's such an upbeat song. Yes. To be such a With such a song. sad message, like a yeah. dark... But yeah. that's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, there's so many of these that you just know. And this one, I thought was pretty good. Uh, I, I same experience as a kid. I remember my parents got this album and I remember they would listen to this album and I remember it not being as good as some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. My mom had a bunch of Billy Joel albums and I think that was just like a New York that you, ha- you had to because it was such a departure from all the other songs that she listened to too. Yeah. Very strange. Like I feel like my parents didn't get a lot of CDs. Like I know my mom had an Eagles Greatest Hit CD and some local band that she would just listen to on like on repeat over and over that and eagles my dad had a bunch of country albums yeah so most of the music coming in was was mine um and it was varied i also had the cats i had the soundtrack andrew lloyd Webber greatest hits i can i can sing many of them magical mr Mr. mistopheles 100 
That's because my dad had that. I don't, I still don't understand. I couldn't even tell <laughs> Did you. Did your dad ever see cats? I don't think so. But I can't even tell you. Sometimes he, they'll bust out concerts they went to. They're like, oh, like I remember we watched uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. We watched it together and they're talking about how they went to a Queen concert. That's right. With in your like aunt, the 70s right? With my aunt. Yeah. You know, my dad will talk about going to Pink Floyd concerts and all these concerts. I'm like, but you don't listen to any of the fucking music. You listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber. You don't listen to any of the music. Strange cat. I'm like, man, I couldn't tell you what kind of music he actually likes because I don't really know. I don't actually know. Oh, he likes that lady that was touring and she came here. Who? Uh, I don't know. Whoever they went to go see downtown. I forget, I forget the name. I don't. Uh, Diane King? Diane, it was, Diana Ross or something? It was on the same vein as, as that. Carol King? Carol King. Carol King. Carol King. I'm like, was, yeah. Yeah. I'm, that wasn't, I'm, I'm, it's wild. It's wild to me to be like... They went and saw Queen, and I've never heard him listen to any of those songs. Ever. Never once. I think it's just what your mom's into. Yeah, but it's, but still, the idea. I mean, generally, you're going to go to the shows, and you're going to have at least some sort of attachment. But Yeah, my parents were never really into, like... My dad did take me to see Garth Brooks when I was nine. Okay. And we went to go see the Beach Boys, like, four times when I was a kid at, uh, Jones, at Jones Beach. But other than that, you didn't really go to concerts. I feel like, I feel like when, we were, when we were kids... The two, like, staples was, like, Beach Boys at Jones Beach, right? That, like, happened every year. Did you see it? No. There were so many beach balls. I feel like one time I did go, but also I could be completely wrong. I know I saw Aerosmith and Rush at Jones Beach. Okay. But I don't remember if I saw... It's possible. Yeah, I saw the Because I feel like I was there for other shows, so, I mean, it's possible. I've been there at least twice, if not three times, when I was, like, a kid kid. Um, And I would get offended... Because this, like, the song they would close with was California Girls. And I'd be like, it's not the right crowd. Not that we want to hear the song, but, like... Meanwhile, Billy Joel's just somewhere at a piano bar playing Uptown Girl. <laughs> just mm-hmm. to counteract that energy, right? Talking about how cool girls are on the South Shore. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a, a specific... Not even a New York thing. Like, a specific Long regional. Island. It's, like, very regional. Like, I think people in New York know him. But, like, do people all the way upstate New York know him? They people know some People everywhere know him. Yeah, yeah. But people, like... I'm... He did We Didn't Start the Fire and Piano Man. He is a legend. Yeah. But I don't know if they're obsessed with him like we were. Right. It's an obsession. That's what I'm getting at. It's that wild obsession that I can't even... I can't... It's not even real. Like, I'm not obsessed with him. He's just part of the fabric of being a Long Islander. Yeah, and, but it's so hard for me to... You just love him. You don't care that he's a raging no. alcoholic. He's just yours. He's, he's, he's ours. He's yours. He's like, he's ours. Mm-hmm. And not only is he ours, but he's he speaks his songs. He speaks to a time, a place, and a history of a specific location, right? Like, I think of the, the um, you know, the song Down East or Alexa. I think of that song. I was just going to talk about that song. And that song is like the, I I know exactly who all the people are he's describing. I've met them on like a field trip when you go like to the marina. To like Oyster Bay. Yeah, I see these people. (laughs) No, but this is the idea, right? I'm like, yo, like I never went there, but I know everything he's talking about, right? Like I know the people at the, like I know who he's talking about. And now it's universal, right? Because you can go to other island areas or other places. But it's just such a New York thing. And such a Long Island, such a specific thing. He just gets us. I had a teacher in high school. We used to play music at the bar I worked at, so you know exactly mm-hmm. who I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. he was um, economics teacher. He was my economics teacher. 
And there was one class where we listened to Downeaster Alexa, like, four or five times. And he just wanted us to, like, listen to the lyrics and really just absorb, it, absorb, it. absorb what it was saying island. about the fishing industry and mm-hmm. the poverty and the, and how industry affected. The, and I don't actually remember what we learned about it, but I remember that we did that. He was a cool teacher. I remember getting into, like, my aunt's car. And when that song would come on the radio, like, in the summer, it was such a downer. That song is such a downer. a downer. It's just, even as a kid, you knew it was bad. Uh, like, it starts with like, bong. Yeah. You're like, oh, here it comes. You knew it was bad. And it's just so good. It, it's, it's, it's such a regional thing. Like I said, I know there must be artists that every region can be like, no, this is like our guy. And if you put them all in together and had them have like a, you know, an artist grudge match for the best regional artist or area artists, like, you know, you put the hymn with, like, Springsteen, and you get some of these other people, you really could have, like, a great debate, a great discussion on what you enjoy and, and what you like musically. Because, man, I just, there has to be other people that play like Billy Joel type stuff. It's just, we just don't know. There's only one hymn. And River Dreams was a good album. That's what I got. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It wasn't one of his bangers, no. I don't think. Um, good song. River I Dreams is a good song. I do feel like in my heart it was a Lion King song. In the middle of the night, I walk into my sleep. It it's definitely it's definitely Lion King. When you Google it, Lion King comes up, but I just couldn't find exactly. But yes, no, I think it's like in the close. It, it's definitely a Lion King song, and if I'm wrong, um, I'm not cutting this. So there you go. I said dived before instead of dove. So I said divin, driven, dovin. <laughs> oh wow! Apparently that song was also River of Dreams. Um, he got sued over it because somebody else said that uh, they had made it. Well, Gary Zimmerman, a songwriter from Long Island, New York, attempted to sue him for tens of millions of dollars. Claim was based on a song from 1986 called Nowhere Land. Ooh. And the lawsuit was dropped in 94. I mean... There, I was, it, there was definitely a music video or something that had to do with the lines. Yes, the line. I know, I know. I... Also, I don't know anything about this lawsuit, but I feel like there's only a certain amount of, like, like note progressions that can exist, right? Right. And things sometimes will sound like other things. But again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about this. But. This pregnant pause is just because I'm trying to read. Maybe it's in the music video. I don't know. I can't find anything on it either, but I really feel like that, that that could be one of those things we just found out that's a shared Long Island memory where you're like, this was in that movie. But when you look up Billy Joel, River of Dreams, and you type in L-I, Lion King pops up as a Googleable. Well, because I think that there was some sort of... Some, we'll, we'll look off air. You know we, what? We did, we did piss poor research. This week. No, we did the right kind of research because I really feel like the best part of this is when we know what we're talking about, but then we go off on a tangent and just try to work through it. We don't know what we're talking about. River of Dreams came out in August of 1993, and we listened to it. We're just we talking about how that. we're from Long Island, so we love Billy Joel, and also Mariah Carey is also from Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Worked with a guy who used to hang out, who hung out with her back in the day. Don't believe it. No, like, in a friend group. Okay. Again. I was older at this time, so it wasn't as, ex- as so exciting. You, for you're me. trying to tell me someone was in a friend group with Mariah Carey and that wasn't the most exciting thing you ever heard? 
Well, no, because I was like in my twenties when I heard this. I was like, that's cool. I mean, it checked out. They're like the same age, and they grew up that's in Nassau cool. County or whatever in the same. I like area. that. That's cool. Yeah, it's Mariah Carey. That's cool. <laughs> well, we also listened to a Shower Crow album. Another perfect person to put uh put in this little little stew of really great, amazing artists yeah. that are gonna have that are gonna continue throughout the nineties and continue to be in the cultural conversation today. We listened to the Cheryl Crow album. We did. How do you feel about it? Seems a little bluesy. Yeah. I think her stuff seems to be a little bit like bluesy rocky. I didn't hate it, but I mean it had uh You reminded me that she was married to the Kid Rock. To Kid Rock, which I totally forgot. Yeah, and Kid Rock also married, like, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Very strange dude. Not strange, just, like, very, like, I don't know, I guess he's Kid Rock. Right? I mean, he just does what he does. I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. He, he lands beautiful, brilliant, brilliant, talented women. No, and, um, no shade. I don't, I don't really understand No shade. It, I'm but... not, I'm not trying to even discuss beauty or talent. I just want to be clear, like... I don't know if there's any two different people than Cheryl Crow and Pamela Anderson. Oh, how they're like opposite ends of the people spectrum? Yeah. Well, one is a blonde and one is a brunette right off the bat, right? Okay. One kind of has that natural, like, curly brunette, like, kind of like country girl look. Not just she's a country girl, but she kind of has that, like, down-to-earth vibe. Cheryl Crow, in case you didn't know which one I was talking about. Pamela Anderson has more of the blonde bombshell over the top. I like how you're like... You know, like, it is true. Even, Jen. like, visually, Jen. they're strikingly different. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just likes, um, famous women. I'm just going... Make me stop talking. No, I mean, I was going to say, I really feel like you're not... You're, like, burying the lead here. That's... Forget... You're, you're like... Physically, they look like this, and I... Pamela Anderson has that blonde bombshell. Pamela Anderson was the blonde bombshell, number one. And number two, Sheryl Crow was the rocker chick. They're completely different. One is an actress and a model. And it was in, like, Playboy. And the other one is, like, the most badass rocker chick. They're completely different. Like, just (laughs) night and day. They're both beautiful and Yes, absolutely. But no, no, no. It's no shade like that. It's just the idea, like, they're just not even... I don't, they're, <laughs> I don't know. They're just so different. I, they're just so like wildly different people, but hey, it is what it is. All I want to do, but, and have some Isn't fun. Isn't his name Bob? I think so. All I want to do. Yeah. I'm like, that song is around in every, uh, morose sitcom dramedy scene in the early nineties, right? They would always play that song. All I want to do is have some fun. Whenever the, the female character was going out, she just wants to have a good time. Girls just want to have fun. No, I mean, all they want to do is have some fun. So I the mean, sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. Two songs, same same message. That song was out there. That song is a 90s classic, I would say. 90s staple, right? I would say out of, out of all the ones we've heard so far this year, that one, that's got legs. Am I wrong? No. I don't think you're wrong. I would just say that this that, that song is going to be played over and over and over again throughout the 90s. Very enjoyable song. Rest of the album, it's pretty good. That's my review. Tuesday Night Music Club. Yeah, it was, it was good. I like a bluesy vibe sometimes. I didn't, I wasn't into it back in the day, but I appreciate it now. 
I mean, that's what I got. Now, another song debuted. What is love? <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing this for you before we got on air. And I was like, Jen, this song came out. You're like, I don't understand. It's not any of the research. Where's it at? It's because it came out in May. But What is Love by Hadaday off of what was the name of the album? Baby Don't Hurt Me? The album. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Hadaday's The Album had What is Love, which that song, I can only imagine, can only imagine that that song is every bit the Saturday Night Live bit that it becomes later. That those guys were out at a club and saw people dancing to that song just like that. And then they were like, that is just funny. Who are those people? And that's where the bit came from. That's what I hope. Because whenever <laughs> I hear this song, I just think of the Euro dudes bopping their head. 100%. It's like the most... And it, this song was released in Europe. I do think that's universal. Charted really high. And that's what it is. And then they just completely reinvented that song because that is what that song is it's just personification of a nightclub people bopping their head what is love by hadaday this the only time i've ever heard it is in is in that sketch what a collection of songs and like to you know to come out all in the same month i mean it's always a collection but like some of this stuff like i think i would have thought was much older you know i don't know all i want to do is a 30 year old song what about that I, you start saying it, I immediately can play it in my head. I can, on a summer day in the radio, on the radio, that song was on. Driving home from wherever when you're like 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah, it does. It is. It, yeah. You could, yeah. like, I could, I could smell the chlorine from everybody in the car when the song comes on the radio. Yeah, just, just one of those things. It's youth. You hear this stuff. I could feel the cuts. On the sides of my mouth, because I was just sucking on one of those, like, ice pops that come in the little sleeve, mm-hmm. or those those things called that... Flavor ice. A flavor <laughs> inevitably will cut your mouth on either side, so you like the Joker. 100%. And you're just sucking on just straight uh-huh. sugar. <laughs> yeah, I like the green ones. It's pretty good. Any, <laughs> anything else you want to add here in regards to our music episode? Did you listen to The Breeders? I did. I, I mean, I played the album. I, I'm not a huge fan. Really? Yeah. Oh, I enjoy them. <laughs> you, you. What about that one song that's I, I can't think of what it was called? The Breeder song. That way. The Breeder song? Play it. Maybe. Oh, no. Damn it. Ugh, hold on. I just deleted a tab and now I have 13 tabs open and that's not good. Okay. Um. <laughs> For those that didn't know. If the 4-H oh, trophy shit. and the pound puppy didn't give it away. It's the fact that you had 13 tabs and you couldn't handle anything. I'm deleting that. Uh, no, you I'm deleting half of this episode. It is... I don't think it's as bad as I think you think it is. <laughs> you know this song? Mm-mm. Yes, you do. Sure. I get this song. I get this song with uh, 
confused with like with like take take your picture and like uh another song there's like three songs that just get played in movies throughout that. the 90s and that song's one of them there you go that gets played in movies they just take like part of it and play it in a movie it's fine I mean. you know they play that riff that song made me really excited when I was like ah oh, I love this song it's so strange and eclectic I like eclectic alternative 90s almost with, like indie a, feel type with a bass line right doesn't it have a bass line? Uh-huh. With a bass line, that's true. I used to play bass, so shocking that you find auditarily pleasing the thing that you like to hear. You know what? It, and I think back then it was like anything with a cool bass line was like, yes, because they were so few and far between. And it was just as like a bass. I mean, I played an orchestra, which is just like, you know, whatever. But um, you never got the melody. You know, it's always just the bong, bong. Never got the melody. So when you heard a cool bass riff, you're like, yes, do it. Anyway. I'm trying to see right now how many how many movies that song was in. How many movies do you think that song was in? It's Cannonball. Cannonball by the Breeders. 17. So I'm seeing not 17. I'm saying it was in uh, a preview for South Park's Bigger Longer Uncut, the film Moonlight and Valentino, the start of a walk to remember, as well as a high scene of sugar and spice. A walk to remember? Have you ever seen that? Uh, no. Do you know what it's about? Uh, is that the one with Mandy Moore? Yes, I can't think of the dude, though. Who's the dude? Is it a, is it a Ryan? Is it one of the Ryans? It might be Ryan Gosling. I think it might be. It was the original televised score to a skit on MTV sketch comedy show The State. That's what it was. The State. It was uh, featured in the third season episode in Misfits and in the season six finale of True Blood. So. Shane West. Okay, I don't really know who that is. That he was in the, the dude in Walk So it was around. But it was definitely one of those songs that I heard a lot in the 90s too. A couple different songs here that we heard a lot in the 90s. We had a, a moment where we misremembered things, potentially. We'll have to correct that regarding The Lion King and Billy Joel. We never correct anything. We always say we're going to. And then we, we, were, we realize what we're going to correct. That's part of the we charm. We forget. That's part of the charm. We're still, we're still uh, working on that Save by the Bell episode, we promise we you guys. We have it. What are you talking about? It's just not ready to be released. We're still working on it. It's still cooking. It's a secret. Um, top secret. Thank you for listening to us if you do that because... <laughs> We're a mess. We've been on summer vacation. We spent a lot of time around lazy rivers and uh, cold beers. But it's time for the weather to change, as we mentioned. Time for us to get back in, listen to some music, and time for them to get ready to release some music so that we can get to buying it for Christmas. It's going to be soon, probably September and October, I would imagine, the big releases come out. Um, I'm so excited about Halloween time. Is there any good Halloween movies in 93? We're going to have to do a cool Halloween episode. Uh, Hocus Pocus came out this month in, in August. But um, we're, where was it August or was it July? I think it was July. July. Um, we're definitely going to have to watch that and talk about it on our Halloween special. On our Halloween special, what we'll have to do for real. <laughs> Which will be released before or after the Saved by the Bell special. 
what we're have what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to take the top ten candies. We're gonna have to write down ten candies that you can get as a kid, and the value of each candy. So like a Kit Kat to me is worth two candies of any type, any type. Its value is two. That was like the highest one. For me, it's Reese's. That's fair, right, right. But it would make sense, a right? Reese's so peanut butter I, cup just to when I got when I got a but little, a big like a, a regular size one, not the little mini. Anyway, continue. When I got a little Kit Kat, let's say it's worth five candies. And it's like, okay, so if I have, like, a Snickers, like, mm, that's you know, like, I'll trade you a Milky Way for a Snickers, because I don't really like it. But, like, I like Snickers. I want it. They're good currency. Like, the Kit Kat for me, gold standard. You know what's fine? I never we, really was into Kit Kats. We'll, okay. We'll yeah, well, um, it's funny, too, because there's some candies that I normally don't value or ever eat or would never buy that around Halloween time would become so valuable because mm-hmm. it's the only time you got Yo, them. Yo, like, like Almond Joys? People like that. My mom liked that shit. People like that. I don't like Almond Joys. You go into the store, I, I'm not, I'm never buying an Almond Joy. But around that time, it's currency. Roll around in a sea of Almond Joys. But the and thing with is, with my mouth open, I but love the thing them. Is, every day, you have an opportunity to have Almond Joy. Every day. And you never do. Me? Yes. You know what I bought, though, from what? Costco? What? A bag of candies, and they're called Unreal. That's the brand. Mm. Not sponsored. And they're these <laughs> shout tiny... Out. Shout out Unreal. You can sponsor us if you candy. want. They're these... And apparently they have peanut butter cup ones, too. But these are tiny little chocolate-covered coconut candies that are like Almond Joys, but without the almond. They're just like coconut and chocolate. Mm-hmm. And they're all like healthy ingredients. And I like pop one of those every day. So don't come at me and tell me I don't eat Almond Joys, because I basically do. No, you don't. You eat a different they candy. They taste almost exactly the same. But it's not an almond joy. You're not going into a supermarket and purchasing it. Because I found them at Costco and they're a little healthier and they're delicious. But no, that would be like me saying I have air fried french fries that I make every day. It's the same as me having french fries every day. No, it's not. It's not the same as McDonald's fries. There's something different about the almond joy. Yes, yeah, true. They are absolutely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> it's something different. And the point is, you're not going and buying it. So we'll have to so do that. So there, the, an almond joy to you is worth like minus five. An almond joy to me is something I'm gonna leverage against my opponent. And your and, opponent is and, your mom. So if my opponent in that, well, no, 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 my mom, my mom would have like a candy tax. She would take candy. They take. So I'd always like make sure I put those at the front. Take the almond joys. Like I don't want those. Like here, I got these for you. I would roll up and be like, Yo, here, I got these for you. I separated them out for you. So then she go, Oh, awesome! Like he did that. Mm-hmm. Now, then you go to the next one and take their candy because they didn't offer any. I'm like, here, here's this candy that I don't like. Like, I knew how to play it. I knew my audience. Like, like, I know your mom likes coconut. We talk about how we like coconut together. Like, my sister likes straight chocolate, so you can use, like, the Hershey's as a negotiating tactic. Crackle. Crackle's a good one. Crackle's good. That's crunch bars. A... My brother liked crunch bars. I feel like crunches and crackles are really cousins. Same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're definitely... That's a good example of a candy I would never buy, never normally no. eat, but during Halloween time, I'm like, Yo, but yes. you know what would be dope? When you go to an old person's house, and they had it. So, like, we would go to, like, my uncle's house, like, my like my great uncle's house, and they would have, like, remember the, remember they would sell the candy, they still do now, the little, it's like a crackle, or like a Hershey's, but you know how they're, like, you have to like unwrap tiny them? little rectangles? They're, like, small little rectangles that you have to unwrap. I love those. Right. And so the old people would have them. You just My, take them and be like, oh, this is a crackle. I remember last Halloween. This is Mr. Different. Goodbar, right? Because it would just be, like, yeah. the random three, like, Mr. Goodbar, crackle, like, three random things. It was Mr. Things. Goodbar, crackle, 
or crunch, I guess, depending crunch, on... Crunch, yeah, crunch. Um, a Hershey's. Yep. And then, like, a Hershey's Almond. Maybe a yep. Hershey's Special Dark. Yep. Um, and as a they, kid, I hated those Special Dark. As an adult, like, just give me the dark. Remember they did Hershey's Cookies and Cream and it was white chocolate? Remember that? Am I crazy? That was no. definitely a thing. They still do that. And it was trash. I, Shout out people that like that. Explain, but don't explain, because that tasted like trash. I think you bought one of those for me once, like, in an... When Easter Bunny, we were, like, first dating. And I was like, thank you. But I don't like white chocolate, so I never eat it. And I've been feeling this guilt about it. I let it go, but I was feeling let, very guilty Let this be it. a cathartic release for you. Yeah. I don't care. I definitely just bought it because it was... I felt like it was a reasonable price and it was available. I bet someone gave it to you. Like, your mom said, here's a bun, and you just gave it to me. See? <laughs> no. I probably I'm went. I probably went to the store the day before, and it was what was left. I was like, okay, I'll grab this. Oh, probably. Yeah, no. I, well, I think some people like white chocolate, and some people don't. I don't. It's not really chocolate. It's just like a white candy. There's a hierarchy of holidays. Candy. And in the hierarchy of holidays, for me as a person, Easter is like so low. It's so not a priority of any of the holidays. Because it really doesn't have its own defined meal. And it also, like... I'm just not huge into, like, candy or, like, small little gifts like that. Where it's, like, here's all of this chocolate. Like, I'm just not in... Here's Peeps. It's, like, fucking Peeps are gross. I'm sorry. They're fucking gross. So here's, like, shitty candy. Halloween is just, like, here's all the fucking candy. And scary shit. You know, Thanksgiving is, like, you're going to have a turkey. Like, how much turkey do I have in a year? I make a turkey once a year for Thanksgiving, right? I'll have turkey sandwiches, but never make a fucking turkey. So that's a special thing. Christmas is Christmas, right? So Easter's just at the bottom. So I, mean, I like really though is the I turkey apologize. your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Because it's really it, it should all be all about the size. The turkey is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. And here's the deal. Now we've devolved here a little bit on our I music was really podcast, gone. We've really right, gone off the rails. We're gonna really ju- gone off the rails. That's okay. It's all right because it, it's the season. It's what you do when you're on summer vacation. So <laughs> so the thing about the turkey is that the turkey adds a smell. Throughout the house. Excuse me. That that smell it, it adds to the meal. That's the thing. I don't like the turkey, per se. Like, I can go without turkey. It adds to the smell. And the sides complement the turkey. A lot of things in gravy, which is good for turkey because it can be a little dry. You know, like, just, you know, when you make a plate for Thanksgiving, you're putting it all on there. So you got the, you know, the green bean casserole is on there next to the mashed potatoes, is on there next to the, you know, whatever, stuffing, and and, and the gravy and the sauce from all of it, along with the, the turkey, it all melds into one beautiful thing. But it's only good for, like, destroying your nostalgia bones. Like, it just melts your nostalgia bones. You're like, oh, the smell, everything's so good. By, like, day three, you're like, this fucking sucks. Why would I eat all of this shit? And you never make any of it again. You're like, I'm just, I'm not making stuff. That's why you only make it once a year. Exactly. Um, It's so rich and it's so like. like, you died. So meaningless, right? Also, like, like, I was the kind of child, like, I do not want my stuff touching each other. Yeah, I didn't care about it. I hated gravy. Like, (laughs) I know. It wasn't, I was just excited about the desserts. But anyway, um. That was music. (laughs) And there's your music. We touched on Mariah Carey. We did. Long Island's own Billy Joel. We did. Charlotte Crow. We did. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. We talked about upcoming holiday episodes. 
for Halloween. Mm -hmm. So next one we got in our front view. We talked about some candy rankings. We did. And we talked about some holiday rankings. Gents, pretty good, all in all, pretty good August 93 music episode. You insulted anyone who likes the Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar. I did. As well as anyone who likes a peep. I did. And it's okay. You almost insulted everyone that likes Almond Joys, but then you realize that I like them, so you stopped yourself. 100%. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, because I don't like something doesn't mean that there isn't a market, because it wouldn't exist if there wasn't a market. Anything that I see in front of me now has to have a market, no matter how niche it is, right? Someone must be buying it. So people are still buying Almond Joy. It's just, I don't see you buying Almond Joy, even though you enjoy it. Leave it there. Yes, yeah, it's because I try not to just eat candy. I don't buy Kit Kats. I save them. I, I save them just for Halloween. I buy myself a healthier version Snickers. of Almond Joy. I buy Snickers in the street, so. You do? Every now and again. That's the one candy yeah, bar I, I used to buy candy bars when I was younger, but I don't. Every once, every once in a while, I will, um, I'll need to get a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. A little shot. A little, little shot. A little Snicker shot. But, let's get into it, Jen. We are still playing our game of trivia. Yeah. I think we should set up the Trivial Pursuit I don't know, for, like, back-to-school time. What do you think? We've already done this. Yes, we should. That's because you probably took all the cards that were all together, and you put them all together. We probably did some, but not all. Okay. But it doesn't matter, because we have a Trivial Pursuit game. Correct. So, I didn't see them. All right. The loser has to do the dishes tonight. You ready? You already did the dishes. What high energy? High energy. Shout out Coco Beware. What high energy sandy-haired founder of the Australia Zoo premiered his nature TV show on Animal Planet in 1997? Oh, uh, what's his name? With the with the, the crocodile hunter. What's his name? With with his now he has his kids. His daughter um, Bindi. Bindi. Oh my god, I was just thinking about him. I, see, I could draw him perfectly right now. Like, I can see his face. I can hear his voice. He unfortunately, very tragically died. What the hell? I'm so bad at names. So there was a TV show in the 90s. Bindi. On a 8.30. I think it was on oh, after Full House. And it had a neighbor. And that neighbor was a kid who wore suspenders. What was his name? Oh, Steve Irwin. Yes, Steve Irwin. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Stephen Irwin. I'm like... Stephen Irwin. Oh, Stephen Irwin. Yes, Steve Irwin. Correct. Oh, man. Bummer. What article of clothing had yet to be invented when it was sported by the Klansman in the not-so-historically-correct film Braveheart? A kilt. Correct. This is going to be a hard one because... Oh, no. What show included the catchphrase, Oh, my Lanta? Full House. <laughs> this is what it actually says. What show included the catchphrase, Oh, my Lanta? Have mercy. How rude. And you got it, dude. Oh, so you just gave me the, the I hardest I just gave you one? the first one to see if you oh. could figure that, it out. That, I would say, is the hardest question of them all. It's all my land well, thing. I, but if I gave you all of them, and you, you're just going to get it, that's why I was like, I, I can give you more. So you can oh, it absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's an easy one. It's Waffle easy. House. I know, it's easy. 
Okay, which fast-talking electronic toy introduced by Hasbro in the 90s demands that you twist it, pull it, or pass it? Bop it. Twist it. It is a bop it. Pull it. Jump it. Squeep it. What pioneering black tennis champ did Sports Illustrated name Sportsman of the Year in 1992, noting his unwavering grace under pressure? Black tennis champion. They play the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadow, Queens at the stadium named after him. Don't do that because I don't know and then you're just making me realize I really don't know. His first name, the letter of his first name, Mm-hmm. Is the same letter as his last name. First letter of his first name. His first name, he shares a first name with the most famous fictitious king of England. Fictitious king of England? Well, I mean, I assume he's fictitious, but he had a sword that he pulled out of a stone. I don't know who pulled the sword out of the stone and the sword of the stone. Is it William? He had knights and a table that was round. And a wizard named Merlin. Was his name William? And he sent... His name Walter? And one of his guys was Sir Lancelot. I don't know. King what? Arthur? It's... Arthur Alderez. Arthur Ashe? I didn't know that. That is correct. You did not know that. (laughs) Nor did you know King Arthur. Oh, I did once you said it. Nor did you know Merlin, the magician. I did know Merlin. You didn't know the sword Excalibur. Oh, I know it now that you said it. I saw the cartoon when I was a kid. You didn't know the round table? I forget. A lot happened there. I really know a lot about the things that until I'm interested you, in. You know nothing but about if other they're things. things, I did actually like this ordinance when I was a kid too. But I don't, I don't remember anything about it. Okay, that's fair. I think everybody knows now that you know nothing about it. Maybe I have a memory problem. No. What sitcom about the Winslows and their neighbor Urkel was a perfect stranger spinoff? Look at that! And who knew that? I didn't know that. The family matters. Yes, did you know that Harriet Winslow was the elevator operator where Larry and Balky worked? Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No way. Yes, I did. Lies. You sit on a throne of lies. We've given you guys... With King Arthur. We've given you guys a lot. And we've also given you nothing. Literally, absolutely nothing. But... <laughs> <laughs> we are going to watch an episode of this this show, City of Angels or something, which apparently had like wild, wild 90s energy on YouTube. And we're going to come back with a potpourri TV special later this week. Guys, we appreciate you coming out. We appreciate you enjoying this. We appreciate you going on the uh, Nostalgia Rabbit Hole. Like us on X. Go and give it to you. Um, Becky left the chat. Shoots and Ladders Pod. Like the whole no. thing. <laughs> no. Like it all. Like it all. Do we have a 90s mixtape on X? 
Nah, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one on those those threads too. Oh yeah, the threads. That's what we need to do. When we go back to school next next month. We're, we're going still back on summer to school. vacation. We gotta do some projects. Yeah, we're gonna get on X. Rain it in a bit. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Bye. Bye.